Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. Are you a leader that's absolutely ruthless when it comes to the standards you set? Or are you one of those leaders who just let things happen, hoping that things will get better, but not really lifting the team to that level of exceptional performance that you know they're capable of? That's the topic for today's episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. So glad you could join me for yet another episode. This is the final of the week, being Friday the 14th of May 2021. Darren Mitchell here, and hope you've had a great, great week and are looking forward to a restful weekend. I wanted to talk about these standards today because I've had a number of conversations this week with leaders in coaching and mentoring conversations that uh, this is this has been a theme and uh, it's a, it's an interesting one that we talk a lot about leadership and how trust is the cornerstone of leadership and without trust there really is no leadership and I'll just say it because there's a lot of leaders out there that do not have trust of their team, have not earned the trust of their team to lead them. And their focus is more on being one directional, sometimes being command and control, being dictatorial. But uh, one of the key things around trust, and I've shared this on a podcast previously, is that we need to have three core pillars in place in order to be in a position where we as leaders can earn the right to lead our team and therefore build trust and be trusted by the team. First thing is we need to have a level of credibility. So credibility is really about, could be tenure, it could be product knowledge, it could be just experience. Uh, it could be just being present. Building credibility with your team gives you the first pillar of trust to be able to hopefully be trusted by your team. The second one is reliability. And as simple as do you do the things you say you're going to do when you say you're going to do them? All right? And can your team rely upon you to get things done? And the third key pillar is all about intimacy. It's about working with your team, building genuine care-based relationships where you genuinely care for their welfare. Because here's the thing. What they're going to be asking all the time about you and whether they can trust you is, do you care about them? Do they, do they believe and feel that you genuinely care about them? They're also going to be asking the question about, do, you, do they think you can help them? And the big question is, they're going to be asking themselves, well, can I trust you? There are three questions they're always asking, sometimes consciously, a lot of the times unconsciously. So as leaders, we need to be able to build these really strong care-based relationships so that we can actually get that third pillar locked in and be in a position where we can build levels of trust. Now, we also talked about the fact that in um, in, in leadership, and particularly when it comes to trust, self, self-interest self or um, <laughs> making it all about me is the one thing that can underpin trust more than anything else. And when that happens, what you'll see is your team will start to trust you less, their discretionary effort will start to go down, and the results will actually start to trail away. And it's just a fact of life. That's exactly what happens. So as leaders, we have to continue to work our butts off to continue to earn the trust of our team day in and day out. Now, in order to do this and in order to get there, we've therefore got to be really, really ruthless in terms of the standards that we set. And so one of the things I've been talking about with clients this week is around just this, these these standards. And it's not so much in the case of them trying to build this credibility with their team. It's more some issues and challenges with some of their upper leaders who perhaps not demonstrating the aptitude or the or the approach to leadership and therefore trust that they would like to see. And so what we're finding is that I guess their standards are starting to be compromised because there's no consistency there. The leader, the senior leaders in, in one particular case is saying one thing and then doing something completely different. So the level of credibility and reliability is starting to be diminished, which is therefore resulting in this particular individual essentially losing faith in their leader. And that's a bad, bad position to be in. 
So I want to talk about this because it's really important that we not only as leaders continue to earn the trust of our team, but we're also really, really ruthless in terms of the standards we set for ourselves, but also the standards we expect others to maintain if they're going to be in our environment. And this includes senior leaders, whether it be the first, your first one-up manager, two-up manager, or even senior executives, and be uncompromising with this. Now, this is not being um, unrealistic. This is about being really, really crystal clear on what you stand for, what your values are, and therefore what the standards of behavior should be so that they can underpin things like trust, but also underpin exceptional performance. So when we talk about the equation of trust, which I just talked about in terms of the credibility, reliability, and intimacy. As leaders, we need to get really, really granular on what each of those three key pillars mean to us and what are some of the standards of behavior we can put in place to therefore implement on a consistent basis to therefore create an impression in the eyes of our team. And this is not an impression that is a false impression, but it's a real impression, a genuine impression that we are creating these three things, credibility, reliability, and intimacy. But also being aware of when these things don't happen and what we need to do about it as a result, Uh, particularly when it comes to some senior leaders not necessarily behaving the way that we would expect them to be based on the position that they hold. All right, so I don't want to give away the intimate details of this particular situation, but suffice to say, I'm working with a client right now who is having some challenges with their upper senior leaders. And it pretty much comes down to a lack of leadership, a lack of accountability, and not being consistent or not even knowing what the standards of behavior should be that will underpin excellence and certainly underpin credibility and therefore trust. So the, the situation is that the, this, this particular senior leader continues to change their minds. Now, without going into the detail, there was a safety issue at this particular, um, at this particular business during the week. Now, the safety issue could have actually caused some serious damage to uh, personnel, but also serious damage to equipment at this particular business. Now, at the time, my client had a conversation with their senior leader, and the conversation was around, we need to drive the accountability around the standards of behavior according to the safety standards we have for this particular business. And we can't we can't be compromising on that. And the senior leader agreed. They basically said, yes, we need to drive accountability. I need to have the conversation with that person. We need to drive responsibility and we need to make sure this person knows exactly what their uh, responsibility is when it comes to this particular job. Now, that was that was a conversation on Tuesday. On Wednesday morning, the conversation was completely different where all of a sudden this senior leader was saying, oh, it's not so much of a big deal. It's okay. In other words, what they were doing is they were making excuses for this particular individual. And my client's sitting there thinking, okay, why do we have safety procedures in place if my senior leader of this business is not going to drive accountability around them? And so the conversation we had as, a, as in terms of a coaching conversation is what do I do with this? How do I deal with it? How do I deal with a leader who on the one hand says, yes, we've got to drive accountability. This is not good enough. And we're going to have this conversation, put this process in place and, and drive, drive responsibility for this person. And yet on the other hand, literally not even 12 hours later, completely changed their mind. It, it sends confusion. And I said, well, how do you want to handle it? And she, he goes, well, I really want to. I really, I really want to wring her neck, and we oh, we can't do that because that would be that would be creating a whole other bunch of issues. But what we can do is we can start to think about okay, what are the expectations that we need to have in place? What are the standards that we've set for this particular site for this particular business, and why aren't these standards being adhered to? Now, you could always argue that the the senior leader has carte blanche authority to make whatever decision they want. And to some degree, that would be correct, as long as they're prepared to also accept the consequences of that decision and therefore the accountability for that decision. 
But when there's a lack of accountability or where there's inconsistency, it creates a culture where people don't know whether they're coming or going. And so we, are, we sat down and talked about, okay, how do we need to approach this? And I asked him, first of all, I said, okay, are you really, really clear on what your expectations are for, from your leader? How do you want to be led? And if you had this conversation, and, and the, out of that conversation, we realized that he hadn't actually sat down and worked out what those standards of expectations are, and this particular senior leader is relatively new and trying to make their mark. And so they haven't had the opportunity to sit down and really talk about and nut out what the standards are and therefore drive some consistency around that. I said, well, that's the first thing we need to do is get really, really granular on what the standards are because you've got the experience of this site. You know what's been working and what hasn't been working. So you have the opportunity to provide some feedback on how we can set some benchmarks. How can we put some standards in place that everybody can adhere to that we can then measure and be accountable to? I said, the second thing is, have you sat down and thought about what your own standards of behavior are and what the expectations you have for yourself, but also the expectations you have for your team and therefore the expectations that you have of your senior leader? Now, to cut a long story short, uh, that work has not been done and that's what we're going to work together over the next couple of weeks and doing. But it comes down to this, that we as leaders need to be absolutely ruthless and uncompromising on the standards that we set. Now, once we set those standards, we need to be also ruthless on the implementation and the measurement of those standards, which means we need to keep ourselves accountable for the things that we, we hold dear to us and the standards we want to demonstrate. But also, we need to be really clear on communicating what the standards are that we expect other people to adhere to. And when they're not adhering to them, we need to have the courage to have the conversation about why those standards are not being met. Because what will happen, and I've seen this happen hundreds of times, is if standards are not put in place, if standards are not articulated first of all, then communicated and then measured, what tends to happen is you'll have a set of unwritten ground rules that start to be established and the standard starts to get eroded based on the action that's actually taking place right now. Nobody's actually consciously giving it some thought about, okay, what is the standard of excellence we need to set and therefore maintain so that this business, this team, this site, this organization can maintain an upward trajectory of growth, of performance, and therefore deliver the results that we know we can deliver. Because it is all about driving accountability because the standards that you accept are also going to be the standards that become the standard. Now, if you haven't set the standards, it's it's almost while anything goes. And I've seen this happen time and time again, where either leaders have set a standard and then they've started to demonstrate a standard that's completely contrary or not up to the standard they've set, or they've set no standards and they just leave it open slather and therefore just anything anything happens and anything goes. The thing we need to realize that as leaders, our team and everybody around our team and our environment are watching us like a hawk. So we have to be very mindful of what we say and particularly when we talk about standards and values and so forth, we need to be really crystal clear that what we say, we need to then start to demonstrate because people are going to be watching our every move. They're going to be watching what we're doing. They're going to be watching what we're not doing. They're also going to be listening for what we're saying and listening for what we're not saying. And every time they see us do something or see us say or hear us say something, they're going to be making an assessment. Is this consistent with what they've said or is this consistent with what they've done? If the answer is yes, great. Tick of approval, you've now met the standard. If it's not then there's going to be a little chink in the armor that starts to be created, which means over time, the more we do that, guess what? The standard starts to reduce, and that's where you have basket cases like what we're dealing with this particular week. So you might be sitting there thinking, okay, what are all these standards about? Now, it starts with us as leaders having a set of values. What's really important to us and what's what do we stand for as a leader? That's the first 
That's the first exercise. And I talked about creating values a couple of weeks ago on the podcast. So if you haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen to that particular episode. But beneath the values, we need to start thinking about, all right, what are the standards of excellence? What are the standards of behavior that we need to put in place for ourselves, but also the standards of behavior that we expect others to maintain and adhere to so that we can uh, be consistent with the values and therefore underpin uh, great success, uh, a culture of trust, high performance, et cetera, et cetera. And so there could be a whole host of these, and I don't, want to, I don't want to tell you what sort of standards you need to have, but you need to be really consistent with these and sit down and really give this some genuine thought because this becomes almost like your true north for what you do every single moment of every single day. And so a number of standards could be around things like authenticity. You want to make sure that the conversation you're having with your team are authentic. So you want to be in a position where people feel comfortable having a conversation and they don't feel as if they're going to be judged and there's no opinion-based conversation happening. So it's an authentic and also a transparent type of conversation. You may want to have a standard around honesty, so people telling the truth. And if that's the standard, then when that's compromised, what are you going to do about it? You need to nip it in the bud as soon as you possibly can. You may actually have standards around in-the-moment feedback. So when there's an opportunity to provide feedback, you don't wait. You actually go in and provide that feedback on the spot and make sure that feedback is done with the best of intentions. You may have standards around listening. You may have standards around being curious and, and seeking to understand before being understood. You may have standards around integrity. You might have a standards around accountability, responsibility, consistency, punctuality, and the list goes on and on and on. But the key message out of today's podcast, and this is something that my client really uh, grabbed hold on yesterday, and it's something I'm going to continue to work on, and hopefully this is going to be of value to you as well. When you know what you stand for, when you know what you value and what you hold dear to you, you need to then start to articulate and therefore communicate what are the standards of expectations and behavior that are underpinning those values. And then you've got to look at how do I implement those on a consistent basis? And how do I now start to communicate that and how do I start to set those expectations for others so that when they're dealing with me, these are the standards that I expect. Now, it doesn't matter whether you've got a team of 10, a team of 100, or a team of one. It doesn't matter whether you're reporting to 15 people, you've got to report to one person. We need to be really, really clear on what these standards are and then we need to be absolutely uncompromising and ruthless in the execution of these standards because if we're not, then the standards are not worth the paper they're written on because it's just an absolute pointless exercise. And when we're talking about trust, there'll be zero credibility because the people are going to be saying, well, you've set this standard. You're not executing that standard, so you have no credibility. Therefore, I cannot trust you. And that's, that is not where we want to be. So as a sales leader, as we finish off the week, I just want to ask you this question. Have you sat down and really worked out what you stand for, what's valuable to you, and what are your values? But also take that a step further and think about, okay, what are the standards of behavior, the standards of excellence that will underpin my values, that will enable me to drive consistency, to drive high performance, to drive the levels of credibility, reliability, and intimacy to the point where I can be trusted by anybody and everybody. Now, this is this is not an easy exercise and it might actually take a little bit of time to sit down and work through this and it also might take some trial and error to test and measure what these standards need to be so that you can take your sales leadership to an exceptional level. But I really encourage you to do that and if you would like some help with this, love to work with you one-on-one and help you do just that and help you take your sales leadership to the exceptional level. If you listen to the podcast for a while, you know the drill, jump on my calendar, leadwithdarren.com, pick a time, we'll sit down and have a conversation and we can start working together ASAP. So with that said, hope you've had a really, really productive week. Look forward to having a great weekend and I look forward to sharing with you once again on a brand new episode early next week. 
of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.